Welcome to the Checkered Jaguar, where normalizing difficult conversations is just what we do. I'm your host, Bracia Dover. I'm a mental health advocate, creative media and film graduate, business owner, cancer survivor, and your new hype girl. It's time to get vulnerable and find that inner confidence to roar. Find the Checkered Jaguar on the web, where we go beyond with insightful courses geared towards helping you learn how to roar like a jaguar. We cover important topics all the way from confidence in life to filmmaking, mental health, and so much more. Check it out at www.checkeredjaguar.com. Find the Checkered Jaguar on Instagram and TikTok at Checkered Jaguar. Now, let's dive into this podcast episode. All right, guys. Well, I've been so pumped about this episode for a while now. And on this episode, we are joined by two amazing humans, Christian and Ryan. And from day one, when I started this podcast, I knew that I needed to have these two on the Checker Jaguar show. So to start, I just wanted to give a brief background on Ryan. So I've actually known Ryan since I was about 13 years old. Ryan and I met through his brother, my mom's fitness trainer at the time, Jake. Jake had been telling my mom that he thought I would have a fun time going out with his brother, Ryan. So Ryan and I decided to get together and meet at a mall and hang out. My parents dropped me off and his dad dropped him off and we hung out for a few hours at Chandler Mall in Arizona. I don't remember everything from that date, but I do remember thinking to myself, hmm, Ryan's a little different than most guys in the best way possible. We had so much fun, though, and talked about photography, fashion, and makeup, and we stayed close throughout the coming years and became even better friends. The thing was, though, during this time, I had a pretty big feeling that Ryan was maybe not straight, and I was kind of just waiting for him to come out to me as gay. It had been years, and flash forward to our early adult years, Ryan finally came out. Of course, I wasn't surprised, but I was also curious who he was dating then and wanted to know all the details. Shortly after, I learned that Ryan had met two amazing humans, and they were in something called a thruple, and that's where Christian and Kylie came in. Before I let the guys introduce themselves, I wanted to give a brief overview of what this episode will cover. First off, we will be covering the pressing question of what a thruple really is and how it works. We will also be discussing what it's like for the guys to be in a thruple and their perspective on how they met and formed this polyamorous relationship. I'm excited and honored that Christian and Ryan have agreed to be on this podcast. Kylie, their other partner, isn't here today, but I get Christian and Ryan, so I'm excited. All right, guys. Hi, thank you for being here today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. We're excited to be here. Awesome, yeah. So can you guys start um, by briefly introducing yourselves? Tell us a little bit about you, your age, career, anything that makes you you. And Christian, do you want to start? Then we'll go to Ryan. Yeah. So my name's Christian. I'm 29 years old. Uh, I'm a fitness coach, spin instructor. Previously um, was in the fashion and sales world, originally from Oregon, um, have lived in Arizona for about 12 years now. That's a great intro. Yeah. I'm Ryan. I am 24 years old. I am a, also a fitness coach and I have lived in Phoenix my entire life. So born and raised. Um, yeah. Let's, I want to make sure people know that you guys work at the same gym. Yeah, we do. Yeah. yeah. And what's that called? Todd Smith Fitness in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. 
Awesome. There's a little plug there for Todd Smith. Yeah. yeah. Love that. <laughs> awesome, you guys. So let's first talk about your coming out experiences for each of you. How old were you and how did it all play out? I came out when I was about 19. Um, I had moved to Arizona, yeah. went to ASU, um, was in my sophomore year of college, and I had met somebody. I had met Kylie, actually. Um and we had been dating for about three or four months when I decided to start telling some of my friends. Okay. Um, for me, I never really questioned whether or not it would be accepted by my friends or family. I think growing up, I always had a pretty good sense that my family and my friends were accepting of the LGBTQ community. They were accepting of you know different choices and lifestyles and pretty open. Um, right. So I think for me, it was just about finding out who I was. And in a sense, I was afraid to come out until I was 19 because there was this kind of expectation placed on males, as we all know, um, especially if you're straight presenting to act a certain way, to be a certain way. Yeah. And sometimes you just feel that pressure. You feel pressure to kind of hide a part of who you are to please other people, even if you know or expect them to be accepting. So it was um, it was emotional in a sense that I, I just felt more free to be who I was as I was telling people. I wasn't necessarily emotional because I was sad yeah. or scared. It was like, I'm finally able to be myself. And um, it was Christmas time that I decided to come out to my family um, and of course, you know, they were totally accepting. Um, what's kind of funny about that, though, is that Kylie obviously is typically a female name. So, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. driving in the car with my mom and my grandma, I'm like, you know, I'm dating someone. Their name is Kylie. And <laughs> yeah. they're like, because, you know, oh, your family, yeah. know, your family yeah. knows. And so I was like, here's a photo. Here's oh, a photo of yeah. us. And they were, you know, from then on, you know, super accepting, super happy for us and me to be able to be who I was. And so that was my experience. You know, I, I think a lot of us, sometimes we have this idea that like, it's going to be this big. Mm-hmm. And for some people it is, sometimes it's a big deal. And for right. me, I just, I, I was comfortable and lucky, really yeah. lucky to have a family right. and friends that were, um, accepting because it's not always the case. Right. Yeah. So that yeah, is, that's, sure. that's really lucky. I feel like because not all families would handle it the way your family totally. did. Okay, yeah. Ryan, let's kind of go into your story. Yeah, so it's kind of interesting because I'm I'm very I think I'm relatively new to finding out really who I am and my sexuality. I came out in 2018, the end of 2018. I was 21. I had just turned 21. Yeah. Um and it was funny because my brother texted me and he was like, "Hey, I was working." He's like, "Hey, after work, come over and um, actually I lived there. So he's like, come home and, yeah. uh, like <laughs> try to think of timeline. Um, I'm here with Chaley. We have something we want to talk to you about. And I remember thinking, oh, that's weird. But honestly, part of my, like, I kind of knew what oh, it was going to really? be, even though yeah. it was very just unexpected. It was very, uh, surprising. So right. I went outside and I could just tell by their mannerisms and, uh, kind of like what they had on their mind. And I knew it was going to be something serious. I'm like, hi, you guys want to go grab dinner? Like, let's get out of here. Like, let's go <laughs> yeah. do something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they just looked at me and they were like, hey, we received a message. Jake received a, me- a message from some some guy that um, 
I, I won't name him or anything, but I guess he had messaged him and said, hey, I think your brother's gay. You need to talk to him. And at the time I was livid. I was floored. I was like, are you like, how can you how can you do this? This is not the time. This is not the place. Um, but it absolutely was and kind of the best experience because thinking back, I don't know if I would have been able to like be vulnerable enough to come out. I don't know what that would have looked like. So they sat me down and they were like, Hey, so, uh, this is the message. And honestly, I don't even think they asked. They just kind of like told me the message and they're like, is it true? And I literally like for two, like two seconds in my head, it was like everything flashed because this was my brother and sister. I'm very close to them. Um, and I remember I came up with all these lies in my head that I have done I had done in the past. And then I'm like, you know what? No, I'm just going to say it. So I was like, yes, it's true. Wow. And they started crying. I actually wasn't emotional, but uh, sometimes when I think back on it, I do get emotional. But they're very emotional, very supportive. But I do remember, like, I want to kind of state that, like, you do think it's this big deal. And it kind of is in, in a way. But it's like for a week, I literally felt like I was mourning this past version of myself for like a, like the, the week after I felt like so kind of, I mean, to be honest, it felt a little icky. I was like, what's going on? Like, I don't know. I feel so vulnerable. And like, when you live your whole life suppressing this, you know, you tell yourself, oh, it's just your sexuality. It's really small, but it's like, it's actually a pretty big piece of who you are. It's more than just your attraction to whatever, you know what I mean? So like, it, it took a while for me to, I was very distant and, uh, I would say even in the last like year, two years, um, especially since dating and being in a relationship, I'm finally starting to accept, not even just, I, I kind of, I had accepted it, but just really starting to live and find out what my, who I am with my sexuality. Right. Um, so yeah, so my, and I told my family and I, I want to say this cause it was really funny. My mom said, I told her and everyone kind of already knew, but she was like, I told her shortly after. And she was like, I mean, I don't care if you like elephants. She's like, you oh. could like anything. I'm like, okay, well, I don't like elephants. Yeah. So like, <laughs> this is much animals. better than an elephant. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, but yeah, so I had a, a good experience, fortunately. Wow. Well, yeah. thank you guys for yeah. sharing your yeah, stories of course, there. Of course. So I really only knew about Ryan's coming out experience. So it was interesting to hear about Christians. Okay. So from what I understand, and you briefly talked on this Christian, but Christian and Kylie met first. Christian, can you kind of dive into how you guys specifically met? <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, it's kind of funny because we met almost 11 years ago. So we've been together since 2011, August 2011. Um, wow. For a while, we definitely skated around like how we met. We met on Grinder. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And at the time, you know, I'm not gonna like play it down, but at the time, Grinder was the only like app that you could use as a gay man to, right. to meet other people. Um, to wow. Meet. So, you know, there wasn't Tinder, Bumble, Hint. Like, it right. was pretty much the only app. Christian uh, just had his torso yeah. photo, and he was like, yeah. <laughs> no, no. Um, <laughs> what's funny, though, and I'll always say this, he reached out to me, and I kind of ignored the message. Wow. Uh-huh. And I left, and I went home for a couple weeks in the summer, and then came back, and, like, Saw the message and was like, I guess I'll respond to this guy. And so I texted him. Um, I gave him my phone number. Yeah. And um, we were texting and he actually came to the coffee stand that I was working at. My first job was at Dutch Bros. And so that's kind of how we initially met as he came through 
um, the coffee stand. And uh, I just remember I was like trying to be so cool. I had my sunglasses on. Oh, I don't wow. know why. The shades. Um, yeah. The shades. And uh, yeah, from there on, we went on a date. Wow. Yeah, our first date was at a place called Sushi 101 in Tempe. How long had you guys officially been dating before you first met Ryan? And how did you meet Ryan? Yeah, so we had been dating about seven years, a okay. little over seven years when I when we had met Ryan. And so the way we had met Ryan actually is I was looking for a fitness coach. Yeah. Uh, so Ryan was actually my personal trainer. To oh begin wow! With. It sounds so scandalous. It's I not. No, it's, it no. wasn't like we that were, at all. There was yeah. never uh, anything flirtatious. It was like. We just got to know each other. We became yeah. really good friends. Him so and started I. Yeah. as a friendship. We yeah. were friends for what I mean, a year and a half, yeah. two, almost two years, and, and before any type of yeah, and wow. um, kind of integrated Ryan into our little friend group with yeah. you know, Kylie and my best friend Natalie and her boyfriend, yeah. and we just became a very close knit unit. Um, yeah, all anything romantic aside, there wasn't anything like that. Um, right. And um, yeah, like Ryan said, we had been friends for about a year and a half before there was anything romantic involved in our relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I like that it started with a friendship. That's a great way for a relationship to start, I think. It is really, because I had done, uh, I mean, throughout my life, I'm still so young, but I did do some dating like here and there. And I think after I came out, I had like maybe a year where I did like, not even a year where I was kind of just like, you know, doing little dates here and there. But when you do start with a friendship, it is powerful because you learn so much about the other person in right. like a different light. When you're dating, I feel like, you know, it's it's still great, you st- but it, it kind of like, it, it takes away from that initial, uh, oh, well, I feel like I have to be, you know, I have to look a certain totally. way or I have to say the right thing. Like yeah. when you're friends, you're in a, I mean, we, and when you train with someone, you do like, I saw him three, four times a week oh, for an wow. hour. Like we got yeah. to know each other on more than just like, you know, the, basics. Small so, talk, yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, so at this time, it may or may not have been your intention to pursue a thruple, and it kind of sounds like it naturally happened, but for those of you wondering what a thruple really is, it's just a three-way relationship, but more specifically, it's a polyamorous relationship. And polyamorous, by definition, means a committed relationship between two or more people. But in regards specifically to your guys' relationship, can you kind of touch on, did it just naturally happen? Can you explain Mm -hmm. to us how things started playing out? And was there a specific moment where you guys committed to being in this relationship? Yeah, Yeah. for sure. We were like, so Christian and I, Kylie, you know, and I I would tell him this, and if he's listening, I would (laughs) say this to him, but he definitely, especially in the beginning, had walls up and he wasn't, you know, the best at sharing his emotions all the time. And so... There was a part of me and even Christian where like we kind of like we all knew we were developing feelings and we really enjoyed each other's company and like we started, you know, hanging out a lot and, yeah. uh, you know, we started doing all of the things that you would do as a relationship and I I personally started not talking to other people, seeing oh, other wow. people. Yeah. And so then there was a time we were literally in Target parking lot like talking about it and we were like, okay, so I'm like you know, I just want to know what we are. Like, is this just fun? And Christian's yeah. like, absolutely not. I feel like this is definitely more. Oh, wow. Um, but like, so we literally went and talked to Kylie that day. It was August 3rd of 2019. <gasps> you remember the and date? Because yeah. that's the first day we started dating. Oh, okay. Officially. Officially. Yeah. Okay. So that's okay. kind of like It had been going on for a while. Yeah. 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 Just Nothing. We literally just were like, yeah. Kylie was like, oh, yeah. Like, that's what I, <laughs> I thought, you know. And I'm like, okay. We would have conversations. Kylie and I would have conversations. Yeah. And, 
Um, going back to just Ryan being integrated into our friend group and him and I being very close, yeah, know, best friends almost. Um, we also had that concern of like, well, what, you know, what's going to happen to our friendship? Right. Right. What's going to happen to our friend group if something yeah, doesn't work out? And I think um, that was probably the scariest part of, you know, deciding that this was the type of relationship we wanted to be in because right. we were like, it's fun and it's it's great and we love being with each other and we love being around each other. But what happens when we decide to be in a committed relationship between yeah. three people when it started as such a close friendship? Right. You know, what's going to happen? Like, there's always that risk involved when yeah, you're totally. going from right. best friend to now being in a relationship. Right. Especially when that person has been, you know, included in your friend group. Right. right. And that for me, too, like, joining a relationship that was you know, very strong, very, uh, had a lot of years on, yeah. like if it was a long term relationship. They right. hadn't just gotten together. It was a long time. Their friends knew Christian and Kylie, like right. Natalie, uh, are one of our, you know, I mean, closest friends ever. Yeah. Um, and we lived with her for a while and I remember just, you know, like I felt like I wanted to respect like their friends and their relationship. It wasn't something that we were looking for. It wasn't right. something that we understood even right. at yeah. the time. And so I think we had a tendency for a while, maybe a few months at least, where we were just kind of sweeping under the rug. People would make comments like, what's going on with you three? Yeah. Like, Who's this always, homewrecker? You're yeah. always hanging out. You're always, you know, <laughs> just the weird three man. of you go to dinner. Right. Just the three of you celebrate, you know, right. birthdays together. Like, right. it's, you know, what's going yeah. on? Right, so people we, started to wonder. We really couldn't answer those questions, honestly, because we hadn't spent a lot of time talking about it ourselves. Totally. And, yeah. um, I think to something to understand too with anyone listening is that there's so many different types of relationships that you can have, yeah. whether it's with one person or two people, yeah. um, open or not. Like we're in a closed right. three person, really committed three person yeah. relationship. Our relationship isn't open. And that's not right. to say that you couldn't have an open relationship right. in this right. setup or even with someone, just one other person. Right. Um, totally. But if for us happy. right now, what makes us happy is being in this committed yeah. three person relationship. If you're yeah. if you're happy and you're sped in love and that's what you're doing, yeah. you can. I think you can do anything. You I know? agree. I so. love that. And yeah. we, you know, being gay, like Ryan was saying earlier in his coming out story, you spend so much of your life denying a part of who you are. Right. right. That when you discover that this is also a part of who you are, you're like, I'm not gonna go back or revert back to that person that 100%. I was growing up, mm-hmm. being scared to be something that yeah. I was, yeah. not yeah. being able to share that. So I think that that's was kind of a deciding factor for at least me. I was like, I'm not going to hide yep. who I am anymore. I've, I've already been there and done right. that. I don't need to do that at any other point in my life. So this is who I am, and I'm going to have to be able to be open about it. Were people surprised by your guys' new polyamorous relationship? Did people appear judgmental or concerned at all? I think that there was less surprise from the people that were closest to us. Yeah. Um, you know, Natalie, for one, Ryan had kind of been living with us yeah. essentially for maybe six months almost. Yeah. Um, and, you know, people on social media, friends of ours were just not, I wouldn't say super shocked. Right. I would say those that were shocked specifically for me um, and also kind of surprising because, like I said, with my coming out experience, my family is very open and accepting. Um, but my yeah. my mom and my grandma um, definitely had some concerns. I think it's just this adjustment period for some people. And I think there was some concerns of, well, what about, you know, getting married or yeah. what about having children? Or mm. I think a lot of the times too, when we introduced it, it was, well, is everything okay? Oh, and wow. you know, in my head, I'm thinking, 
well, gosh, I hope that everything's okay because yeah. we made a really big, important decision in our lives. <laughs> right. And to be able to yeah. make a decision like that, uh, things have to be okay. Like, right. You shouldn't be making a decision to be um, in a three-person relationship or any type of um, relationship decision if you're not okay yeah. with your partner. Mm-hmm. You know, right. it's just... Right. Things have to be okay. You have to be okay in order to make big decisions. Yeah. I think that there's this idea of like failure. Now that we've had like years under our belt, it's, I think people take us a little bit more seriously, but Mm -hmm. in the very beginning it was, oh, well, why? And I'm like, well, if you look at the statistics of a marriage or the, 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 the success rate of a marriage, it is pretty, failure is pretty, like divorce rates are high. And so I just started to think, wow, like, okay, well maybe maybe just being happy is the answer, you know? And yeah. so from my point of view, telling people it was like, oh, you're joining a relationship. Like, what right. does that look like? Like, are you taking a couple of questions I had was like, are, do they take you seriously in this relationship? Are you mm. an equal? And yeah. absolutely, you okay. know, and that's yeah. why it works. We are all equal. We are all love. No, no, it's not Christian and Kylie. It's Christian, Kylie and Ryan now. Right. And that was also something for me that I wanted, you know, and I also honor and respect, like they still celebrate their, anniversary like I I I'm not gonna like they still have their past and I I love their love you know so I remember learning about your guys's relationship and obviously I was so happy for you all and at the same time I think I thought how could this work I was probably one of those people and what if one of them gets jealous and Mm -hmm. I bet that's a very common question you guys get so how would you guys how would you respond to someone that says do you get Uh jealous in this relationship it's all three of us equally um, bringing something to the table for our relationship. And I think um, knowing and being comfortable that it's so equal and the love between us is equal in different ways. Mm-hmm. There's just not a, there's just not a moment where like you would be given the opportunity to be jealous. Okay. No. That yeah. makes sense. You know, it's yeah. just because things feel, and I'm not saying that it's what it's going to be like for everybody, but for us specifically, we have a relationship Kylie and I obviously have a relationship and then them two have a relationship with each right. other and it's all based in love. Right. right? It's based in friendship. And yeah. I think there's no way you could get jealous of the people that you love. Right. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like, right. why would I have any sort of negative feeling because of their sharing their love with each other? Right. right. In right. whatever way that they're deciding to do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a yeah. great Even response. if I'm not included in that moment. And I, I really do believe, and not to say that I am perfect, I definitely get like, and it's, it's jealous, je- the jealousy in our relationship. I mean, I personally, I think we're set a place where I just, you know, like, of course there's outside things like you get jealous, whatever, but like right. really honestly, when you are secure with yourself and your love mm-hmm. and you're just, I think having a sense of uh, self and really kind of diving into self love when you master that, and I don't think, I guess, you don't ever master, it's a growing yeah. for me, it's, it's going to be forever. It's a process, right? Like self-love. But I think the more you ground yourself and you, you, you figure out like what that is, you, you don't really have too much jealousy because you realize so true. that when you're jealous, you're not, you're thinking so much of, you're not, you're not looking inward and thinking, oh, you know what? I bring all the love. I bring all the effort that I can. And I do all the things to make this relationship work just like they do. And you know, I'm not, I'm not jealous of them because I love, like he said, I love them as individuals. I love their love. That's right. why I, I joined, I, you know, it was not something any of us sought. It wasn't anything we like were looking for. It just happened. It truly did. Yeah. It wasn't like they were on a journey to find someone to be in a third person relationship. And I wasn't looking for 
a relationship to join. So it's just, yeah, it's kind of the organic kind of happen organically. And yeah. so there's not too much jealousy though. That's really good. Yeah. That's super Except healthy. Except if they went and got like chicken fingers without inviting <laughs> me, I might be a little like Yeah, hurt. So. absolutely. Yeah, I <laughs> feel that. brought Kylie home a matcha and And didn't get me. Christian. Yeah, it would be that like. Would be, yeah, that might be a no-no. <laughs> yeah, that might be a no-no. Yeah. That's, yeah, for sure. Wow. Okay, so how long have you guys officially been in the thruple? Yeah, so August 3rd, 2019, so that was, what is that? Two and a half years. Yeah. yeah. So you guys all live together today in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about how the sleeping arrangement works? Do you <laughs> we, all, do you share a get, bed? Yeah, we get that question quite yeah. a bit. Too. That's, we yeah, do, one of our main questions, for sure. We do share sure. a bed. Yeah. Okay. about, what, five oh months? God. Five yeah. months we shared a queen size <gasps> Three grown men, oh, like three, no. five nine, oh, and then man. two six foot, oh. six one. Yeah, yeah. Insane. So wow. So you've upgraded since. Yeah, we've upgraded. Sure have, for yeah. sure. Have. Um, yeah. Ryan's always in the middle. I don't okay. know how that worked. How that worked out, but he's always pretty much in the middle. Yeah. Um, to be honest, in the beginning, I think I just wanted to like sleep next to them for. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted yeah. both of them totally. for so long, and because yeah. I was like, well, I never got to sleep next to you guys. So right. Um, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. How yeah that would start ha- there. And then I think it's now. It's just like. It, it definitely takes some ab work to get out of the bed to go to the <laughs> yeah. bathroom in the night. So and do you have a separate blanket? I So, okay, I am. <laughs> I think we should have our own blankets. They don't like that idea, but okay. they, so they sleep with the comforter. Okay. And then I sleep with a sheet on top. It's actually the one you get, that blanket. Oh, yeah. I got, I got, got Ryan me. a blanket for Christmas yes, once. <laughs> it's my favorite years later. And so literally in the middle of the night, I'll get like tugs because it's like wow. one side. So we're, you know, maybe one day. We I think not. it'll evolve. It'll yeah, evolve yeah. eventually. <laughs> in the same bed. So, Ryan, when you get up to use the bathroom in the middle of the night, how does that go? Oh, you know, I just get my crunches in. I just sit <laughs> right up. Um, it's yeah. fine. There's Luckily, I'm not. hanging from the ceiling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I pulls up on the rope. Well, because they used to have like a, a, like a, he, like a headboard or right. like a, oh, a bed frame. Yeah. And then there was like a little footboard. Yeah, a footboard. And so I would literally like, I mean, I got my core workout in for the week. Yeah. Like I would literally like push myself up. Not, and that was in the beginning. So I was really trying not to, now I wouldn't, right. I mean, I'm not now trying like, to wake you guys over. up, but I'm like, get away, <laughs> yeah. get up. Uh, but yeah. I'll like, I'll, so, yeah. So I would literally like lift myself off of that. And I'm like, okay, no more. We're going to get rid of the footboard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it definitely is. It's interesting. Not just like sliding out to the left right. or right. It's getting down through the middle. And then we have a cat, Fred, who like oh, yeah. sometimes sleeps at your feet. So yeah. it's, oh, it's so a full bed. Three men Careful. plus a cat. And oh yeah, my yeah. goodness! And he's he's half He's a hat. Well, quarter man. You know, he's, he's a <laughs> Fred he's is male. also a man. He's a big cat. Yes. Yeah. Big belly for sure. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, from my perspective, you guys are the perfect balancing act. You all bring different things to the table, but what do you guys think? Is there a peacemaker in this relationship? <laughs> the one who's the decision maker? What would you say are each other's primary Interesting. roles? Interesting. That's an interesting question. Um, I would say. <laughs> Yeah, Ryan let's hear is it. definitely a peacemaker. I yeah. think naturally, even for him, just being the youngest child in his family, yeah. I think you naturally take on that role anyway. And Kylie and I are both oldest children. So right. yeah. as an oldest child, you tend to have like very strong opinions about yeah. things. You right. have yeah. a strong mind about something. And so I think a lot of the times Ryan is a peacemaker. Yeah. I don't think there's a 
decision maker. Okay. Maybe I'm only saying that because people think I'm the decision Ooh, maker. Okay. <laughs> Which yeah. I, it is, but then you also have trouble making decisions, like on restaurants. And <laughs> oh, okay. Indecisive. Yeah, okay. <laughs> There's some yeah. things, but yeah, you're definitely, yeah. But I would say that's you, just naturally my personality right. to plan things, yeah. to yep. decide things. He's a great planner. Have, you know. Yep, type A. Yeah, sure, like that. Of course. Yeah. Like whether sure. it's trips or, oh, right. yeah, you know, things we're doing for the weekend events, things oh, like that. Okay. Typically, so you kind of lead the way there. Idea. Yeah. Yeah. Right. right. Okay. Yeah. So as I'm sure you guys are very aware, people are fascinated by what a thruple is because it's something that you don't hear or see every day. When it comes to being in public, do you all three hold hands or take turns or what does PDA look like for you guys? So I feel like, uh, I think that to be honest with me, I am not the most, and not that I think we do it, like we do it occasionally, but for me, I'm not yeah. the most like affectionate person right. in, in uh, public. public. But then okay. also I do wonder, like, again, I'm growing and evolving. I do wonder if that's because, you know, for so many years being a gay, like being gay, you, right. you, you don't do that. You would never hold hands because then that is, uh, you know, saying to the world, oh, I'm gay and I have a, you know, a relationship with a man, right. whatever. Right. Um, but also like, you know, I just think that for me, when we go out in public, it's not the, like we all sit close at dinner and there's oh, times okay. where we're like, I'll, you know, we'll rub each other's backs. And so yeah. it's not that we're actively not doing it. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you can add anything yeah, to that. Yeah, I wouldn't I say like, that even, you know, Kylie and I, you know, prior to Ryan, I wouldn't say that we were super affectionate or had mm. a lot of public displays yeah. of affection. Right. Um, like Ryan said, there's little mannerisms and cues and things that would people, if they were actively looking or like right. Right. looking at us or observing, right. they'd be like, oh, that was weird. He had his hand on his shoulder oh, and then yeah. and then he yeah. put it on his shoulder and then right. yeah, they were like, you know, touching Sometimes hands. we'll just skip through fields with hands, holding hands <laughs> yeah. and skip, skip. No, yeah, and see what people it think. Is, yeah. I mean, you would take up a lot of room on a sidewalk if you're a three man. But it's not like you guys don't all hold hands because you don't want people to judge no, you. No, not okay. at all. Right. No, no 100%. It's just, you just aren't maybe the yeah. most affectionate. Yeah. Okay. And, and yeah, in public. I wouldn't say there's like, anything holding us back no. other than our own personalities when it comes right. to PDA. Let's kind of talk about what you guys think are the biggest advantages to being in a polyamorous relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Having someone observe the communication between you and someone else that you've known for eight, nine years is yeah, really so interesting. Oh, it's, I bet. You know, especially yeah. when they're observing it now 24 7. Yeah. Um, because there's a lot of times when you're in a relationship with just one person, a lot of things can get swept under the rug. Right. Yeah. A lot of, you know, conflict or an argument or a disagreement can just end with being swept under the rug. Whereas when there's another person around, they kind of force you to address what that conflict was about. Because right. they're like, uh, hello. Yeah. I just watched Especially when this you conflict love- go on. Like yeah. we gotta have a resolution here. It right. can't right. just be like um, and I need to go grab a coffee now. Or I'm going right. to run an errand. Like, right. And then we'll forget about it. Yeah. Like, right. It's like, um, hi. Uh, right. And same goes now with all three of us. Like, yeah. We're all pretty good at checking each other when it comes okay. to like any sort of, I wouldn't say there's a lot of disagreements, but it's just like anything that there's conflict about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's always going to get addressed because right. there's going to be a third person, person point of view. You know, we've had struggles with conversations. We've had just like any relationship, but I yeah. think the best thing about our communication, our relationship is that we always come to a resolution, like mm. uh, something, finding our ground. Yeah. And sometimes, ground. a lot of times, like sometimes we have different opinions on things and that's okay. Yeah. And that's life. You're not always going to, if you think that your partner or partners are going to always have the same thoughts that you do for everything, like, yeah. you know, core values are big, but um 
but yeah, just coming to communication and an agreement that, you know what, Hey, that's okay. Like yeah. we're good. We're good. Wow. So, I love that. So we talked about some of your guys' advantages to being in a polyamorous relationship. Can you tell me a little bit about some disadvantages or any challenges that you guys face? Yeah. I mean, I think it's almost like a catch 22 sometimes with the, cause it's, you know, three people. That means there's more yeah. difficult conversations. There's more arguments. There's right. more laundry, yeah. more, right. you know, like That's physically, true. emotionally, there's just more. Right. So right. there's more good. And then there's sometimes more of the harder right. things too. So yeah. I'd also say culturally, I think, you yeah. know, obviously we're in a place where things are more accepting, um, lifestyles, choices that people make on who they are. But I think that eventually we're going to face some probably challenges when it comes to, you know, whether it's marriage or children, there's going to be questions that come up. There's yeah. going to be uh, judgments that yeah. come up. And I think that that's probably going to be a challenge. It's something that, you know, just a two person relationship wouldn't yeah. have to think about because it's just what comes right. naturally to our culture. Right. right. So I was curious and I kind of feel like I know what you guys are already going to say, but is there an alpha in this relationship at all? I think Christian would like to think that he's <laughs> the alpha. I'm just <laughs> I think that uh, it again, situational. Um, I've been taught in my life in the past that there should be roles and there yeah. should be someone who does this and there's, so, and that's, that's great. But I think that there also there's power and just all helping yeah. and, yeah. and and because otherwise it's like you do lose a little bit of yourself if like one person is doing all of this and you're right. doing all of that yeah with that being said obviously there's some you know um like christian cooks more or like right. me and christian will clean more and Kylie yeah. does more so there's like things that we do within our household that like maybe one person dominates a little bit more than the other yeah. right but as a relationship like if we had like eventually if we want to decide okay we'll have a kid like that will be you know so diff like that's I'm not gonna have like okay well you're gonna be the one who does this like I feel like coming together right. and working together is is very good and it just yeah. works you know for us so yeah. that's kind of what I thought I thought you guys were yeah. pretty equal there even just being in a homosexual relationship yeah absolutely two men and now three you naturally think of things as equal right yeah. whether it's paying for something right or wow. it's making decisions yeah. like you're two men and so there's never been this like this moment where you're like, well, because you're the guy, like you're going to have to pay for this or because right. you're the woman. If we have a child, Ooh, you're going to be true. taking care of the child. There's never been that sort right. of mindset because yeah. it's two, right. two, three men. So right. it's equal. Okay. So there is definitely a common stereotype in the LGBTQ plus community that some relationships are open-ended, but it sounds like your guys' relationship is exclusive between the three of you. Is that yeah, right? right? Yeah, right. The relationship that you have with your partner or with anyone is really just an agreement. It's, yeah. yeah. It's an agreement, and the terms of those agreements yeah. differ between people. And for us, the terms of our agreement, is what it's understood, is that it's just the three of us. Yep. Yeah. And that's not to say, and I'm not, <laughs> that's not to say that it won't change right. in some yeah. way. Yeah. Um, not that I foresee that happening at all, but it could happen 10, yeah. 20 years from now. We might be saying, okay, let's do something different. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. And that's our choice, and that's how it would evolve. I don't yeah. know. Maybe not, probably not. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Um, but that's, again, that's your choice right. in your relationship specifically. And if people say, oh, really? Yeah. It's like, yeah, really. Yeah. It's three <laughs> of us. Like, yeah. That's all we want. Right. Yeah. That's right. what we want. That's all we want right now. And that's. Yeah. 
as that's what it means for us. Right. I like that. I love commitment. I love love. Yeah. And um, that's not to say that someone can't have a healthy relationship and be open. Mm-hmm. Just for me, that's not what it's yeah. gonna be. Right. Are there specific roles on like how much time you spend one on one with each other, or does that just naturally flow? That so Christian and I probably naturally spend more time one on one because we work together yeah, and because yeah. we have the same schedule essentially. Um, it's nice though because with what we do, we are like we said we're fitness coaches, so like we're in the same facility right. usually, um, and we work at a uh, two different spots, like majority uh, Totsmouth Fitness, but we also work through another gym, and he works okay, at Madison yeah. too. So yeah, um, so we we aren't always together, but with Kylie, that's why like we all really on the weekends try to have our right. intimate time because yeah. we can joke sometimes, like we'll joke and be like you know. Uh, one of Christian's biggest uh, love languages is quality time. Oh, yeah. And so with, with Kylie, sometimes it's like, okay, we, you know, Kylie and I sometimes can get a little, like, we're independent. We're Sagittariuses. We oh, want yeah. our, like, alone time yeah. sometimes. And, but but on the weekends, it's very, it's almost sacred because it's our time to, yeah. like, just be together. Right. And sometimes we don't have a yeah. lot to say. But, like, I think that quality time, just being together, there's right. a lot of power in that. So. Absolutely, And yeah. just with the way that life operates now we're yeah. just so we're so busy so everyone's crazy. so busy yeah. it's just true. from six o'clock in the morning till seven o'clock at night you're just go 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 you've yeah. got things yeah. to do and so when you do have that day or that night where things are just it's the weekend it's time to relax like i don't yeah. i can't imagine spending it with other people because they are my best friends so right. it's right. like it's it's yeah it's quality yeah. time for me i feel like there's so many things where like times where Christian and I connect more like music and I think art and movies and stuff like that like Christian and I connect a lot on like we're very much we'll watch things together uh right similar movies yeah whereas Kylie um kind of him and like Christian have things that they connect on and like Kylie and have things that we connect on um but it's it's just it's cool to have like all of that where you know like there's different ways of connection. So you guys know, but I'm not religious. I know, however, that Kylie grew up in the Christian religion, and I'm wondering where you guys stand with religion today. Yeah, uh, I would say that I I didn't grow up religious. Um, we did go to church, not consistently, um, and it never resonated with me. I would say that yeah. being in church never really resonated with me. I appreciated what it was, but it never yeah. really touched me in the way that I saw that it was touching other people. Right. Um, through kind of just my own life, um, struggling with mental illness, um, kind of discovering who I was through that, I found that I was much more spiritual. I, yeah. I identify as being a spiritual person through yeah. um, meditation, through just the energy that we feel from each other in the world. Totally. Um, I identify much more with that. But again, being spiritual, I've also found that it makes me understand why people are religious, why they have their practices, um, because to me, meditation or, you know, pulling oracle cards or whatever it is I'm doing in that moment, burning sage, putting some sort of intention through a crystal, like that's your your religion. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the same as someone praying or going to church. And I I completely understand why that means so much to people, because that is important to me to be able to do that. Right. Right. Yeah. Ryan, where do you stand? For me, it's, uh, I, this is something I've been on the road of, uh, again, like a lot of discovery with myself in the last couple of years, but I grew up pretty, I would say the same thing. We would go to church, um, yeah. but my family was always religious. And, yeah. uh, I think they're, I think at a point now where they have the beliefs and they're a little more spiritual, not so much 
super religious. Um, right. And I've something I actually admire about my my father actually is that he is very spiritual and he believes in God and he in the Bible and Jesus, but he isn't he doesn't isn't so much on there's great and there's good and bad with really all religions right totally um but i think he would call himself more spiritual and so that's kind of where i found that i stand as i'm also very spiritual and yeah i have my questions and you know but i i also i personally do believe that there's a god and i yeah. believe that there's something greater than me yeah i don't want to speak too much for kylie since he's not here but same with him in terms of he maybe doesn't go to church. He believes in God and he's right. Christian, right. but his relationship with God is between him and God. And that's how he feels like right. it's been able to get him through a lot of the tough times that yeah. maybe he had growing up gay yeah. because he sees it as a personal relationship just between him and God. And yeah. he doesn't, you know, he doesn't yeah. identify as like, I have to go to church to be a good Christian or I right, have to right. practice certain things to live be a, a certain cr- lifestyle. Live a certain right, lifestyle. Right, like right. It's just between me and him yeah. kind of thing. And I view God, um, I view Jesus, I view God as lo- like a loving. It's, yeah. it's, it's a love, like it's love, right? So yeah. like to me uh, personally, I just, you know, I know that we can sit and pick apart the Bible or whatever. But for me, it's, I think if you believe in God and you have that faith. And, you know, I think that what I believe is that the God that I believe in does not discriminate. I think that I was made who I am and I've known who I have been since I was, I mean, I was literally driving, not that this means you're gay, you're necessarily gay, but I was driving (laughs) around on a Barbie, literally I have a picture of like a Barbie four wheeler when I was three. I mean, I always had that sense of wonder. I always had that creativity that like, I always was knew I was different and I, I just knew that. Um, and so I know that God, I believe 100% that that's the way I was made and that's the way I was created yeah. and that's who I'm meant to be. Yeah. Um, but I, I just, I don't at all, not even slightly judge anybody for any religion. You can be yeah. as religious. All that I ask, all that I would from the people that I love is that yeah. you understand that, you know, I'm doing what I'm doing and I do what I love and I'm a loving person kind person at my in totally. my heart and that's yeah. how you should also try to be and right. we should all try to strive for that we have yeah. our moments but um if you're a part of a religion that discriminates against humans it's just it's really hard for me because um it's we're talking life we're talking life yeah. and death there's yeah. there's the suicide rates mm-hmm. i mean you grew up mormon yeah um and you you know the struggles of trying to be yourself even yeah. being straight whatever like yeah. you still have right. so many struggles and yeah. not to say that there's people who have great uh experiences with religion but i just right. i guess with any religion with any spiritual just what do you stand for i yeah, guess right. is yeah. my you know because yeah. it's deeper than just oh well i you know i i just i i want to serve a god but like okay but what does that mean for you yeah. i guess essentially yeah. it's great to hear your guys's take on religion and i think it's right. also awesome this podcast isn't about religion but i think it's great that we can sit here and listen to each other yeah. and not like I, I don't believe in a God, but I love right. that you guys do and it works for you. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that you're wrong right. for believing right. in a God or I'm right for not believing in one. Right. So, oh my God, world peace. Yeah. Could you imagine right. if everyone acted yeah. this way? Like, oh, you believe in yeah. this and I believe in this. And right. at the end of the day, yeah. we're all loving. So right. cool. Okay. So yeah, I love that you guys didn't make truth claims. Like I know that there is a God and yeah. I, right. I know I'm right. Like I love that you guys are like, right. this is what anything. works for me. Yeah. Nobody knows anything. Right, right, right. If so, 
someone or, did. I, yeah. I want to know who that person yeah, is seriously. so I can have a little chat. Yeah, I'm like, what's going on right now? Yeah. <laughs> Are we in a simulation? Is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, man. Okay, so despite religion, do you guys ever find yourself being judged or stigmatized by certain people? And if so, how do you handle or offset people's judgments? I think just showing someone who you are and not, no regrets. Like, don't hold back just because you think someone is viewing you a specific way. Right. I think for me, it's always about just living in your own truth. Yeah. yeah. Like, you can't hide who you are yeah whether you believe someone approves of your choices or your lifestyle like you're not going to be able to hide who you are and it's not going to come off as genuine to the people that you care about if you are hiding who you are because of someone else right and i I think just getting to know people on a different level and being open will show people that it's not like whatever they think about you whatever the judgments they have about you there's much more to you than just Right. those judgments right yeah. and you're able to really dig a little bit deeper right. when you kind of let that go because right. there's never there's never any moving forward if you're too concerned about what someone else thinks of you right. they're not going to see a different side of you right, right. there is power and struggle of yeah. obviously and you you know this yeah. firsthand yeah. and so um some of those pieces that people don't like about me um are the also the reason that I am the pieces they like. Totally. And when you encounter, you know, somebody that may be judging you for the decisions you've made based on your lifestyle, whatever it is, you know, just always think about the person that loves you for who you are. Right. You know, there's mm-hmm. always you're always going to have those people. Okay, so in the U.S., you guys can't legally be married. Mm-hmm. How do you guys see your future relationship panning out then in regards to marriage? Would you have a ceremony but just not be able to have, you know, the official legal documents? Or yeah. how does that look? Yeah. Have you yeah. talked I, about that? To me, marriage isn't about the piece of paper or yeah. tax benefits. Or obviously those things make it easier when it comes to living and having kids and things like that. But to me, that's not what it means. So I think, yeah, I think if that were to happen or when that happens, it would be a ceremony just to celebrate the love between the three of us and share that with the people that we love the most. I think that's beautiful. And we've already purchased a home to me, a home is a a much larger commitment, a 30 year commitment um, that you're just signing to right. be with these th- these two other people on this house, like you can get married today right. and divorce tomorrow. Yeah, right. You can't true. do that when you buy a house. Right. Yeah. You can, you know, it's a lot harder. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, as far as like, I always think about like if there was a life or death situation when it comes to kids, I think we're going to have to definitely be creative and figuring out like legally how we can be responsible for mm-hmm. each other yeah. and be responsible for a child. Wow, yeah. And so I think that's going to be just a little you know, yeah. hurdle to get over, but I don't see that it's would be impossible. I just think totally. it's going to be different. It's going to be a different yeah. route. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. The, the ceremony though would be something that I think is just like a representation of um, right. like us, but then also like a representation of kind of this, this, this piece that we, this relationship that isn't viewed as traditional. Mm-hmm. And I think there's something really cool in representing that, uh, to, you know, the people we love, but then right. also letting them be kind of inviting them to be a part of that for that day. And, right. And, I love that. you know, the saddest part is that I probably won't ask you to do the photos or video because I want you to be a part of it. Oh, so no. So that really <laughs> makes me sad, but yeah. I, but oh, I want you to be present and, and yeah. you know, oh, I really you. do. So yeah. I think about, you know, but yeah. then it's like, Maybe you'll just like do both. We'll just yeah, see. We'll see. I know. I really, it's hard for me because I, I want to capture yeah, like, I know. Well, thanks for wanting me to be a part of your yeah, wedding. That's so of course, sweet. Of course. Um, 
So I want to know, what is one thing that you wish people knew about polyamorous relationships in general? I think the stability that is behind them. I think that the weirdness that we see when you think, when you deem something to be weird or different, it's because it's something that isn't shown to us. And my own experiences with my relationship and being gay, there's still so much I'm learning within, you know, just our community, even, you know, trans, there's so many things I'm still learning. So are there any pieces of advice that you could leave listeners with when it comes to being in a throuple or even just coming out as gay? Just living in your truth and really being authentic and being on a journey of self-discovery before you're seeking out any approval from anyone. You don't need the approval of anyone, of society, of your parents, of your friends. Sorry, you don't. You just have to approve of who you are and love who you are. And so whatever you need to do to get there is what you should be doing. I still struggle a lot, uh, a lot of times with accepting different parts of myself, like my nails are painted right now. Um, and it's like in the very beginning, I started painting my nails, like with Christian actually started. I remember thinking, oh, that's so cool. Like I love being creative, but yeah. I'm like, oh, I could never do that. Cause that's right. just right. so too little things like that. And you're like, wait, why do I not want to do that? Because other people like, that's just yeah. so interesting. So, um, and I still struggle with even just being open about, um, with strangers or sometimes even people I work with about my relationship right off the bat, because yeah. I just, you know, I don't want to. Um, sometimes I just don't even want to go there. I just like learning about others. Um, but then in that process, I do realize though, like doing this podcast, it's important to be vulnerable for other people because if I had someone talking about this in just a normal way, like a polyamorous relationship to on August 3rd, like three, two years ago, two and a half years ago, it would have really probably helped me. And so our goal also goes for hetero, cis, you know, like you shouldn't have to feel just because you're a female in a relationship with a male that you need to take on a certain role or vice versa. You know, you have to be comfortable with who you are and what you want out of something in a relationship. And you just have to be comfortable with that. And you just, it has to just work for both. And and, you have to own it. Yeah. Let, yeah. let go of these expectations that other yeah. people have of you, of just, that society has of you. Let them go. Yeah. yeah. Seek out help. Seek out therapy. The therapy isn't just people that need help. Right. You know, yeah. It's not just people that think they need to fix themselves. It's just a way I mean, for you to find yourself. A little, yeah. you know. It's a way for you to be better with you. Yeah. I love yeah. that. 100%. Yeah. Well, thank you guys yeah. so yeah. much yeah, for being you. willing to be you. on this podcast. I had this so much fun. Great. I've yeah. loved talking to you guys. I'm yeah. so grateful to know you guys. I feel like you have so much to offer for people who are trying to figure out what's going on in their world with their sexuality, or maybe they are interested in a throuple or polyamorous relationship. Right. So I'm really grateful that you guys got well, on here and talked ha- yeah, about thanks it. Thanks for having us. Yeah. And this has been great. The questions you've been asking have been really good. And so I just appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. This, so. And we'll include your guys' Instagram handles on the podcast tag uh, stuff yeah, so right. everyone can find you. Check them out on Instagram too. Yeah. Follow us on Insta. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe. Oh, Click man. the link below. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, thanks guys. So Thank you. Thank you so much for being here, for listening and sticking it through, even with challenging conversations. Do you have an experience or story that you feel would be a good fit for the Checker Jaguar? Email me at thecheckerjaguar at gmail.com. I am always looking for stories that bring out important discussions and lead to having thought-provoking conversations. Stay tuned for the Checker Jaguar's next podcast. 
But in the meantime, follow along with me at Checker Jaguar on Instagram and TikTok.